Hey, hey, hey. This is Loto Koran coming at you on February 22nd. Letting you know that I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking about you good. Blessed and tidings for you today. Letting you know someone cares. How's everyone today? This is Little Quran coming at you with another daily bread. Trying to give you some inspiration on some things that we all go through. We have a smorgasbord of everything that we talk about. We don't just, you know, um, give one subject everything except for the Mabel Gray Charitable Foundation. And this is what I'm starting for my mother. This is the reason why I have to raise the monies for this foundation. And as well as clear this woman's name from being murdered and settling some things to try to correct the wrongs and try to make them right as good as we can on this earth as well as Allah or for those who are Christian God can help us along to be empowered and embettered to do these tasks that we have to do daily. It's a daily task that we have to do. We have to concentrate and get up every day and thank the higher power. Which one that you ever believe in, that's fine because they're both the same. But send praise to the higher power and let them know that you are especially thankful for the fact that you were able to wake up this morning. See, our daily bread, we reach out to the realness of what we have to really think about and be about every day. A lot of people say keep it real, but they don't be real. You see, and in those... Uh, type of situations where people don't be real you come out and you be more subject to uh, being deceived in a lot of ways so you don't want to waste a lot of time with those people this is what I do and I'm, I'm that's the reason why I'm the lonely man on the island because a lot of people couldn't keep it real you understand, my brothers and my sisters? I'm not trying to alienate myself from a lot of the population in here. They've alienated me from the population in here by doing the things like the ill-gotten gains against me. You understand what I'm saying, sisters and brothers? You understand? So what I'm saying is with this said and done, I have to motivate and maneuver myself into a position to where as I have something to say and an outlet for it. And be able to gain the reward and the profits from it. Legitimately, this is what this deal is about, what I'm trying to broker now. By coming out with my daily bread, 
podcasts and directing my monies for the foundation, for the Mabel Gray Charitable Foundation to help whatever cause in need I choose and pick. I might even hire some staff members to give me some consulting and uh, let me know without it being any type of illegal business because we, we're coming from that, from what they had us brokered in on their deal and their end of it with the Jay-Z deal and the Dr. Dre deal that everybody spun off from. So we're trying to alienate ourselves from these things. And this is what I'm trying to do with this maneuver that I'm doing to try to get those things in motion, to try to maybe see if some people have a sound mind. You understand, my sisters and my brothers, my brothers and my sisters, you get what I'm saying. You have to be in sound mind to be able to make the right decisions and maneuver the right ways to get yourselves out of a bad situation. We don't play games with life to get the monies. The monies can be gotten. All you have to do is make sure the monies is gotten right. The wrongs, you let them do what they do, but as long as it don't involve you. You understand what I'm saying? Because people are going to always find, try to find easy ways out of things and try to do things in a way to where it's, you know, they uh, have uh, more of a uh, advantage on taking advantage of people, you know. So this is the reason why these things come out for people. You know, sometimes they say, I know it from experience myself, good things, bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad. You ever notice that? You know, you've seen a person that just does so many bad, rotten things that has so much good luck. It's like they got a horseshoe in their pocket or a rabbit's foot, you know. And then you see that person struggling hard, doing everything right. Trying to do its best to be a productive citizen in society. And they get ragged out and dogged out by everybody because of the fact that they're doing that only. Because everybody else has settled for the bad side, the dark side. You know, Luke, I'm your father. You know, that type of thing. You know what I mean? So, do you have any consciousness on the fact that you hurt people? Because if you do, you have to look in the mirror, like, like Michael Jackson says, the man in the mirror. Look in the mirror at the man and the woman in the mirror and the person in the mirror. And then you will understand, can you look at yourself knowing that you have done these horrible things to people, you know, your neighbors, your friends, me, you know what I'm saying? We're all trying to do the best to try to be the best whatever towards you, whether it's a neighbor friend, family member, relationship, business. People like me try to do their best 
to try to give you a, a, a customer that's confronting you in a way to where as you have the respect from me until you give me a reason not to. See, it's like when you go into the mechanics today, it's like you're going to a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've just went through both of it. It's like you got to go through all of this grinding of this shit to try to get the shit right. But when they need you for something, they want you to perform without giving any complications, my brothers and my sisters, on anything. Because they consider their skills being superior at the time because you can't get it done because you don't know how. That's the reason why their heads are in the clouds with those positions and those jobs and those uh, careers. It's fine. All I'm saying to you is if I come to you with my hard-earned couple bucks and try to tell you this is all I got, work with me. You know what I'm saying? Don't make it to be to where you're so superior that I got to just say, well, I don't have the money. Well, okay, you don't have my services. But when you come to me, you want me to broker and you want me to barter with you. Don't you, America? You want me to broker with you. You want to get deals, bargains. But when I come to you, you have this stiff, hard stance. You do not want to deal or the bargain. Why is it American that you do that? The reason why they do that is because the fact that it's selfishness in business. Me, on the other hand, I tried to broker out a good deal for everyone. Once I would have baked my, my pie or my cake, so to speak, and sliced it before my mother died from them murdering her with the UPMC, I would have given a good slice of cake or pie to everyone to where everyone will have a good position in the new good deal. Had they took the good instead of taking the bad position, taking my mother, nurturing her, giving her a feeling of protection that she's okay. We just want your son to do business with us in a way to where we be a part of it. She told me on her deathbed that she was scared. And I think she would have rather died because she took too many defeats from the common pleas kicking in her doors for years, telling her that she's an M-A-B-E-L gray. And me going down to the common pleas, standing on my mother's stance and position, saying, no, she's an M-A-B-L-E gray. Even to the point of going to the Pittsburgh's U.S. District Attorney talking to them about getting my mother some protection on this situation and they didn't protect her. They let her fall through the cracks and get murdered. Now, how 
am I supposed to feel about a society like this that lets this happen to my mother and gives her the thought, I would rather die than come back here and have to fight you again because you, why did you wait until I get 81 years old to want to bully and fight me? And the only one I have is my son to protect me. Because everybody's turned on him. You've turned our family against us. You've turned my friends against us. You've turned my love life against us. You've turned all of the business that we do business with against us with this hatred, with this thing that you call Jim Crow to the government. And the invisible empire hiding behind the system, wielding and turning the screws on innocent people. Now, when it comes to my mother, I'm very passionate about that. Everyone should be, even the ones that are authorities, I'm sure they, they, they care about their families. That's the reason why they do the thuggery and all the things they do to try to say, well, I have to feed my family. I have to do this for my family. You have to do this for you. There's a selfishness in you too that you get from it. Don't always put it on your family when you're taken from somebody else's family, my brothers and sisters. Don't let them tell you that their family is more important than yours. They got to eat more than yours. They got to have more than yours. We're all supposed to be equal in here. No one should be more better than the other. My brothers and my sisters, I'm trying to let you know the serious emphasis on this fact. We're not the same, my brothers, but in color, we're not the same. In spirit, we're not the same. But as far as equality, we are the same, my brothers. We should get the same equal opportunities as everyone else. Even down to our sisters, my brothers, when it comes to the American system, we're going into the system and we're trying to work. We're trying to get jobs. We're trying to work hard in life. But they would rather give it to the woman that's black because one she is a woman that's a point for whatever company that gives it to her and then she's a minority that's the point that they give to her I tried to talk to my ex about this one time but she, still, she didn't understand my philosophy and she did tell me something that she felt about it and she didn't think that women were in control and I said they are more than what you think. See, they would rather give the woman two points by being a minority and a woman and the man gets one point. So he's not going to get the job unless he's an ex exceptional, exceptional valedictorian on knowing the position. He has to be exceptional because they got two points now that they're getting from the government to hire the woman. 
That's the reason why I listened to my pastor talk, the gobbledygook that he talked, talking about, well, the woman is always here because the man always abandons the woman. No, it's not. You throw the men out so you can have all the women. You hoard the women. And then you pimp the women out to the guys if they want to get some type of affection. To be able to get your end of the extortion. I felt like I was outside on the street when I was in the church. Getting hustled. And not able to do anything about it because the simple fact, this is the organization you're in. I'm providing services, video services. I'm doing everything that you should be giving me money for. And I'm doing multimedia services and uh, graphic designs and setting up websites for you. And you didn't want to pay me. But meantime... Mr. Hill there is just willing and dealing and doing deals with swindling. You understand? And you guys support that more so than what I'm doing, trying to really actually make you a business. So you wouldn't get in trouble, my brother. You wouldn't get, you would not get a problem from the law. You told me you were a sheriff department, so I knew you were knocking at my door too, my brother. So don't think I'm not going to knock at your door now. You understand? Now, I know life's vicious, my brother. It's a cold, cruel world. I have respect for my lady, your wife. I know she's vicious too with the extortion. But she had no choice. She married you. And all I'm saying is, I didn't never go against my church and my Christianity in that church. I never really actually, I voiced my opinion. You didn't like it. But the thing about it, my brother, is that when it comes down to it, you have to be able to accept another one's opinion besides your own, especially when it comes to constructive criticism, my brother. I'm talking to my brother, Arthur Williams, pastor of New Day Church in North Braddock, East Pittsburgh, brother. I'm sorry. So all I'm saying is I'm not against you, my brother. This is just one side of me, my brother. I told you that when I was at your temple, my brother. Trying to help your organization along because who came and told me they needed my services? They were extorting me already. But who came and told me they needed my services? But Maurice Hill. And I told him, man, I, I know, Maurice, what you've been doing. We've tried to put some band-aids on some awesome things from the past and tried to still get along today. So please, my brother, I know you're still up to your old shenanigans and the things that you're doing. So please, my brother, quit pulling my leg. But I submitted to him to investigate some things myself. As far as the cleaning, 
the boys club. Are you feeling my drift now? Do you get me now? I know a lot of you dirt, my brothers and my sisters. In here, I know a lot of their dirt. The point that I'm saying is, did I tell on you, my brothers? Did I say anything about you, even when you was getting me? Did I say anything? It ended up coming out itself, but you tried to suppress it and keep it from me, and I knew already. You understand what I'm saying? The factual into the reality that you avoid. You wasted a lot of time over those years trying to tell me and tell everybody else that that's yours. When I know that it's mine, that you took, perverted it and corrupted it. And said it was yours. And it wasn't. It was mine. 40 years ago, this has been going on for a long time. Why do you think, Arthur Williams, that I allowed the bad to go on, my brother? I'm an investigator myself, my brother. You weren't my target, so you were safe. You just thought you were smarter than someone, that's all. If there's a reason... There's a will, my brother. Walk in the path of the righteous, my brother. You are a pastor. So if you are a pastor, you are a holy man. Did you ever see Jesus ask for a dime when he was walking through Jerusalem? And preaching the scripture of his God. You never seen him ask for a dime, my brother. There wasn't no tiding. The only tiding it was, my brother, was a piece of fresh daily bread. And, <coughs> excuse me, fresh fish from the bay. And perhaps a glass of wine. So you see what I'm saying, my brother? You see what I'm saying? That's the type of thing that we do to really understand both sides of it. See, you're saying that we have to keep your church running and we have to keep things going. That's true. If you have a house of worship, you have to have a place that you can go to and keep yourself safe within that dwelling to be able to say that, okay, let's worship. That's understandable. But at the same time, taking people to the bank is another thing. I look at the holy men on TV, the holy rollers. They're always asking, asking, asking. Where's the giving in society? Do you think we have to pay you to get the scripture from you about what God is all about? Do you think that we can fall on our knees and pray 
to Allah or God or anyone that we want or any entity that we want to. Solo, without your guidance and connect direct. You understand, my brothers? You understand, my sisters? This is what you can do. You just, you, you, it's, fellowship is what I call it. And my pastor asked me when I came back to uh, the church, not his church. What brought you back to the church? And I told him in the meeting that it wasn't the fact that I was trying to be rude to him because I believe once I heard a sermon of his, he felt that it was him the reason why I came back to the church. Nothing against him. He's a very good speaker. But that wasn't the reason why I came back to the church. He has a beautiful church. The reason why was because of a friend of mine that I've grown up with for years that was extorting me for years and brokering me out in extortion for years, pleaded to me to get some new updated for him. He didn't let me know in a way that that's what he was doing, but I knew what he was doing and I told him I'm not with it, but he said the church, he used the church. You understand, my brothers and sisters, they have ways of using the church. And I look at the holy worlders using the church that same way. He drew me in using that factual, knowing that he had other intentions that worked for me. They were more for him, my brothers and my sisters to achieve the successes on making my downfall, my brothers and sisters. Look what happened to me. They threw me out of my mother's house. We had every bill paid in the rent too, in the facilities that they say that's theirs. And this was just in housing. It wasn't a facility, but a residence. And I told them that Joe Smalls has been extorting my mother for so many years that I think it's time for us to have a little powwow and discuss some things. So what did he do? When I brought it to his attention, he ran to the common pleas for help. Next thing you know, <coughs> My mother's rent bill doubled out. He wanted rent from her, which was M-A-B-L-E Great. He got that. Then when the common pleas and the sheriff's department got involved into the situation, Here comes fraudulent letters through the postal service, which is postal fraud, with the name spelled M-A-B-E-L, Gray, 
And they wanted my mother to pay that, but they told me, the sheriff's department, and the constables that it's for me. You see, my brothers and sisters, they were trying to get a sting on me two ways. My mother paying the rent and me. Because they felt in that house by me being helping my mother that I wasn't paying my way. It's none of your debt blame business about what goes in a person's dwelling. Pires to be. You understand what I'm saying to you? You got your nose too much into people's business. That's my mother. If I don't give a cent in there, if she lets me stay, that's all right. You shouldn't have been involved. But I paid my way. You stole and extorted me with my music or my musology, technologies, filmology, soundtracks. That's what I told Kevin from the sheriff's department on the steps downtown in Pittsburgh the day we were in court about the very same thing on my mother's doors being kicked open for years. These are the pies that went on in Pittsburgh and the troubles that my mother had before she was murdered. You understand what I'm saying? And these people turned Adelie. I knew these people. I grew up with these people. I, they were, these were considered friends of mine that grew up with me and turned a blind eye because what did they do? Over the years, they threw into the extortion because they thought that I was stupid. No, my friends. I wasn't stupid. You were. Because you took the criminal deal, my friend. You should have trusted your friend, my friend. I love you still. It hurts me worse because I don't want to have to do what I do and that's just cut you loose. My mother was murdered and you're not saying a thing about it and you're not coming out about what you know. You threw in with the people that are in here that are being accused by me on doing so because I was in the inside watching them doing what they were doing every day when my mother was in the hospital. And I told them that I am an investigator, so you better watch out later if you're trying to kill my mother now. And that's the reason why for the last four weeks in her life, They kept me out of there because I told them not to do anything with the her with that COVID drug. She had a strong opinion about that. And right now you have her heavily sedated and you're just doping her to be able to shoot her up with whatever you want to shoot her up with. And when I confronted you about it, what did you do, UPMC? You labeled me as a rabble rouser in your facility that was causing trouble, giving you an opinion about my mother and how to go about things, which professionally you should have confronted me in a way as such and let me know that you're trying to work things out in a way to where you're trying to save lives, not destroy lives. And put my mother into the statistic of COVID on their termination list. 
See, they have a termination list, my brothers. They have a termination list for people that they put on the list to be terminated. And they say the cloak of COVID. But see, I seen, I was in the inside and I seen too much. That's the reason why they had to oust me, my brother, and let you know that they got rid of the problem. But you were in there, sealed in there with the deal with the problem still. Have you ever wondered why that you've gone around so many years, 40 years, and you've came out and you've still gotten the same problem? You can't get rid of the bad. Because you're with the bad. You made the deal with the bad. You're in there projecting yourself as bad. How could you get a good position when you're doing that and getting ears that are sympathetic to what you're talking about? My brothers and sisters, when they have 10 ears, they can't hear a thing of what you're saying. When you're locked down in prison, do they ever hear you when you're trying to talk to them? You're nothing. You're a number. And that's how society is. We're just numbers, social security numbers. That's all we are. Names can get confusing in society because people have so many similarities. But we all are tracked with our social security numbers and the numbers that they have on the prisoners in jail because they lose their social security privileges and they go by the jail numbers that they get. So we all are locked down on society in, in America because they all got us with the numbers, including themselves. We have so many ways to help people and do better, but they'd rather go for the killing. It's death instead of the living. It's death instead of their life. You want a war instead of peace. Why? Because the Soviets say, well, we're the big bad wolves and we can control the Baltic and we can go into Ukraine and we can do whatever we want and make them our Soviet counterparts and absorb their country. But isn't it unfair for you to go in there and just do it so abruptly? To You can't get respect in that way. The only way you would get is fear. And I know that in situations like that, the guy is definitely a guy to be feared. But when you call yourself someone that's in power, can you rule that way and expect for it to be a good outcome all the time? Let me give you a few examples. Look at Paul Pot. Who was the most mass murderer in the Asian community than Paul Pot? He was a genocide. You understand what I'm saying to you? Look at Idi Amin. Genocide. Killing your own people. Look at Hitler. Genocide. Do you understand and fathom 
the depth of what I'm trying to say to you on understanding the society that you're in. It's a murderous society and everyone wants to be the chief, but nobody wants to be the Indian. No one wants to listen from someone who has the knowledge. Which, with what you're trying to understand, your entity, you cannot Use your entity's name in vain and do things like holy roller things and ask for money and do the things you do on television to draw in quadrillions of dollars and say it's in their name, in their behalf. No, it's in your pocket. At least with me, I tell you the truth from the beginning. I will definitely consider you in my prayers when I pray to my entities. Whether it's Allah, God, Buddha, or whomever, because I explore them all. The quest is about learning in life. Your counterparts and your others, different than you. To be able to have the understanding and the vision to be able to know how to deal with them to get along as well as them learning you. And cycling, if you can type, type out some type of way in your mind to where you can psychically connect, that's even better. That's a privilege that everyone doesn't have, though. Because they have so much clutter in their mind that that's all they have is the clutter. You understand, my brothers and my sisters? They don't want to do anything good in life to be able to prosper from the blessings from your entity, whether it's Allah, God, Buddha, or whomever that walks in the path of the righteous. My friends, I asked on my Christianity side, And on my Muslim side, my Islam side, and Buddhism side. You know, Buddhism was taught with me, taught to me, I'm sorry, by one of my childhood friends, who, which got caught up into this too, and I forgive too, in a certain way. But she must know that it hurt me to know that my friends were turning me in such a way that they wouldn't rally with me with a three to hard way and at least try. Because had I known that my friends were, you know, fighting for me and family and women and whatever, people that didn't know me, that just wanted to just fight for what's right, I would have shown you the better in me on conquering the situation because it became a good situation then. It wasn't no longer bad because you were following me in this and learning what I was really trying to do. Have something good for us. A good baked cake. A good baked pie. So we can all get a good baked slice. And we wouldn't have the worries of all these troubles of legal Legalities, indictments, and different things that are causing problems 
that you could have avoided if you had have took the legal stance and got yourselves a position to where we can respect each other better. And including me in being involved, good with my involvements in my projects that you took and perverted. My friends, I say to you that I will try to make an attempt to forgive you if you try to make an attempt to correct yourself on what you did. The attorneys told me they couldn't help me with my mother. So this is your time to come to me and talk to me without your attorneys. But I'm no fool for anything or anybody, as you know. So your offers, I'm a respectable person. I will definitely return your, your paperwork if it's not really right. So you never have to worry about me running off and casting checks and trying to cash more and do those things. I'm not the crook. I'm the investigator that helps people when they're in trouble to maybe sometimes catch the crook. This case, it's my mother. She was murdered and I had to investigate her case. I was there and they took me out of the picture in the last four weeks of her life to cover up whatever murderous things they done to her and said to her because she told me she was scared when I asked her to talk to me and she wouldn't talk. And I knew, I knew then that you had been threatening her, UPMC, and those doctors in there and those nurses and those aides. They all know the truth. I didn't cause any problems. They did. I was fine until you wouldn't listen to me about my mother, Dr. Hassan told me when he was there, he told me, he said, Michael Dean, he said, I'm going to tell you, Mr. Michael, if you feel that your mother is being overly sedated about this melatonin with the melatonin, please talk to the nurses and tell them to lower the doses because I've tried to talk to them and tell them to lower the doses myself. And I'm the doctor and they won't listen to me. They're giving your mother too much of it. She shouldn't be on it day and night. This is what this man told to me. He's about the only man in the organization that I respect because he confronted me like a man and he told me like a man that he believed there was some suspicion on wrongdoing. And I suspected myself. And I told him, I said, I know. I said, I see something that's not right. And I will. But soon as I did, what? did the nurses do in there with Chelsea and Michael Dean and all that common police stuff? They were always in that hospital causing stuff with my mother, sneaking in there at night, doing things, trying to talk to her. She was telling me that they were doing that, trying to get her to sign papers before they really slumbered her into her sleep with the melatonin and drugging her to death. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is my wrong that I want right. You've done so many things to me and my mother through life. You've dis, you, ju you just disrespected us so much. You haven't allowed my mother to have a bucket list or nothing I've done. Good. Making money. You've pocketed and put it in your own greedy pockets. And murdered my mother. 
Now I want justice for this. Because your booties are in a sling right now. And you need my support. And if you don't correct this wrong and prosecute these people in Pittsburgh and get this corrected and get my mother's foundation money and do the things that you're supposed to do to get back on track and put this country back on track on the right side of the law and make it to where people feel safe in here. Again. You're despicable. And this is what we're trying to put out here in this whole scenario. The world knows about you. Correct your wrongs. You can't come out there and tell Putin what to do over in the Ukraine. You have a problem with me at home here. You're a citizen. You're telling him what to do with people in his region, in his area. It might not be his citizen in Ukraine, but it's his neighbor. And you're all in that and you're not correcting yours. You ran to that to try to avoid me. Quit running. You do it every time. The COVID was the reason for you to have the smoke screen you had with that. Quit being a hypocrite. Solve this problem. It can be solved if you unass the money and give it back to me. Because the people know if they see, if they see the money, they're going to see it. By me giving it to them. They see it with me. They don't see it with you. It's talk and empty promises of extortion money. And okay, you'll get it that way. No, we want to work and earn our money. Our businesses are dying in here. That extortion is killing it. That COVID is killing it. Your lies are killing it. Do what you have to do to be whoever you want to be. But quit telling everybody else to be you in your game you're playing for 40 years plus. We don't want to live that lifestyle. It's a murderous lifestyle. It's a perverted lifestyle. You have the children in prostitution. The babysitting jobs is prostitution for kids and you're teaching the kids to prostitute kids. You're despicable. You're prophetic. You're nasty. And look, don't get me wrong. When it comes to an adult freaky thing, I'm not going to lie. I've been called a lot of things, but I don't get crazy with that. But I definitely won't tamper with the kids. Why do you think I stayed broke all those years, people? Why government? You wanted me to get into the extortion because you wanted me on the tail end of it so I get the worst. You sucked up everything I've had so you know I'm on the tail end of it. I'm going to be fucked. I didn't join the babysitting jobs because it was childhood. It was child prostitution. And I wasn't about to walk around and have that on my conscience. And then now I'm trying to get out clean and I can't get out with anything. I'm valuable now. Everybody needs to be a part of what I'm doing because the simple fact is I'm the only one clean. You're all dirty. Get some knowledge. Learn some things. Quit being a hater and a fool. On today's talk today, we were really expressing the truth like we do on our daily bread. 
We send it out through all the Middle East and everywhere that they need to have a good tiding in what we say. We're trying to give you some inspiration on living better and living right and living long. Peace, live, good, walk in the path of the righteous and do the best you can do to please Allah. Making proud, make your God proud. Make Buddha proud. Peace.